With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, the Perth Scorchers are one and one this year. The reigning champs did something uh, in BBL 11 that no one's been able to do, and that secured their fourth title. A man that took two wickets in that. Uh, I think he sits 11 or 12 all-time BBL leading wicket takers, but only one player in the top 20 wicket takers in the BBL has a better average, and that is his teammate, uh, AJ Ty. I speak, of course, of Jai Richardson, who's been good enough to jump on the line. Jai, hello, mate. Hi. Very well. First things first for you, um, after what was an incredible, um, well, I shouldn't say cameo, but an incredible performance in the Ashes last year. You took the five for against uh, England at the Adelaide Oval, and um, and we'd all been sort of waiting for that moment, and no one more than you, to, to see how you would perform uh, at test level, and you didn't disappoint. And then the injuries sort of got the better of you. You had some time away from the game. How is the body holding up, mate? How are you tracking? Um... I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself just yet because, you know, the evidence shows, um, you know, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But at the moment, as we currently stand, feeling good, um, yep. putting putting some performances on the board, which I can't complain about, um, and getting up for games, which is, which is always pleasing. Just being out there on the field is the main thing for me at the moment. Um, and having fun, which I'm doing. So, yeah, can't complain. A four for and a three for So you're equal second uh, for the wicket takers so far in the early stages of BBL 12. So that's uh, you tick that box nicely. But uh, for the Scorchers, one and one. Uh, so you beat the Sixers in your first game, a loss to the Hurricanes uh, in your second. But, geez, you had some um, moves. You had some movement through the off-season. Uh, the BBL draft, um, you look good with what you draft, and then none of those guys, have, for various reasons, have been able to play. So you've had to go and find replacements. Um, it's been um, a bit of upheaval in the off season. How do you feel now that the dust has settled and the season's underway? How are you feeling about the squad that you've assembled? Yeah, there's there's been a fair few things um, up in the air and sort of happening over the over the first part of the tournament. Um, but I think one thing that the Scorchers as a group pride themselves on is the ability to adapt we obviously mm. saw last year being able to overcome not playing at home and having Marvel Stadium as our home ground um, and still coming away with the title you know we sort of really really work hard and and we always speak of the Wacker family um, and the Scorchers family and, and that that is very evident within our group um, being able to overcome certain things and obviously the challenges with players not being available um, is just another one of those adaptations that we need to take on board. Um, but, you know, I think traditionally we've, we've started tournaments quite slowly. Um, so to get that first win at home was really important. And I, and I think there's a lot of positives to take out of the last game. Of it. We should have reined it in um, and gotten over the line quite easily. But, you know, a few nerves around with the first couple of games getting into the tournament. Um, no doubt if we're in that scenario again, uh, we come out on top. Um, one of the guys that you brought in, uh, and no Mitch Marsh either, which is, is really tough not having the Bison uh, this year for you guys, just um, what he does on the field, but uh, as who he is offered as well, he's much loved and, and a big part of what the, the fabric of who the Scorchers are. So it, not easy to replace people like that, but Faf Duplessis, I thought was a great pickup. Obviously, he's a marquee name, but uh, this is someone who's led his country. 
Um, it can be a little uh, controversial at times. The book's out, and it's a very interesting read. But tell us about the kind of bloke that Faf is. Oh, look, mate, he's been amazing. Um, I guess what comes with a big name is, is, you know, you can sometimes get guys who think they're better than everyone else mm. um, with that big name. And Do you want to name any names there, Jai? Or? I, no, I don't <laughs> want to name. I just, I just mean, like, from an egotistical point yeah. of view, yep. uh, you know, people, I guess, in general can be like that. But yeah. Faf is, is the complete opposite. Um, he's so down to earth. He's been so great with the team. Um, and for someone like that to come into our group and really embrace what we stand for as a team and, and really keen to learn about what we're about, um, and to be able to offer the things that he's able to offer on and off the field with his experience and over 8,000 T20 runs, you know, no doubt he's going to come into his own. Um, especially at the stadium, I think it takes a little bit to get used to um, over in Perth. But once, once he does, mate, I think he's going to be unstoppable. Um, he's been amazing for the group. He's, he's such a great fella. Um, Joy, you've got the, the Melbourne Stars uh Tomorrow uh, afternoon at the Junction Oval. Hopefully the weather is good. Uh, we believe it's pretty close to a sellout, if not uh, a sellout. It's a ground that is, is a great facility, a, a fantastic venue. You'd know it well from Shield Cricket. Do you guys enjoy getting off, I shouldn't say the beaten track, because it's you can see the CVD, but do you guys get enjoy getting off the beaten track in terms of, you know, obviously you love playing at the MCG and places like that, but but do you enjoy playing at the the, the more the different venues that get thrown up throughout the course of the year through the Big Bash? Yeah, definitely. I think the, the positive about playing at Junction is that we've seen it um, in its barest state with Shield Cricket, um, and now we get to see it again with a full crowd and, and, you know, lights and fireworks and stuff like that. So it's going to be two different ends of the spectrum, but I think that's the beauty of, of playing at grounds like that is you can see them in, in two different states. And we've obviously played Shield Cricket, one-day cricket there before. Um, so we know the, the ground quite well. We know that it's more than likely going to be a high-scoring game um, with a really quick outfield and some short boundaries and, and a nice wicket. So... We're fully prepared for that, and and I guess as a group going into it, if it just means that I guess it's going to be the last team to panic that wins. Um, if we are expecting a, a high scoring affair, then if we end up bowling first and getting hit for a few runs, we know that the wicket's going to be good and we can get them at the back end. So no doubt it's going to be a good spectacle, and I think the game is um, sold out, if not very close to. So it should be a really good atmosphere there as well. It's interesting to see the trend of, of where Big Bash cricket's going. Like, we were looking at the Heat lineup last night going, gee, have they got enough depth in their batting? But, geez, their bowling lineup is, is is elite and world-class. And you look through a lot of the, the Big Bash teams, like, the same with you guys. Like, we're still trying to figure out how good is your batting lineup um, and, and how deep it might be able to go. Some names we don't know, some names we do. It, it's sort of a par for the course around the place. Bowling seems to, at the moment, Jai, be... The dominant force, if if you had yeah, to pick look, out of the two disciplines, bowling seems to have its sway, be holding sway at the moment in, in the shorter form and in big bash. Yeah, I think um, I think we'll probably see that change as the tournament goes on. To be honest, yeah. um, I, I think you know we've obviously got a few guys who are fairly inexperienced, and the more that they play, the more confident they're going to get. Um, we want to play, a, I guess, a brave game of cricket. Um, and we want to take the game on. So for new and inexperienced players to do that, it's often quite difficult um, with the level of confidence that they can 
bring into the team just just from an experience point of view. So I think we'll see that change um, throughout the tournament and take a shift and, and see the batters really come into their own. Um, potentially a bit of rustiness with not playing a huge amount of T20 cricket leading into this with a lot of shield cricket um, and one-day cricket. But, yeah, I, I have no doubt that that's going to shift and it's going to be the batters' turn soon. Hey, Joe, I want to ask you about your own personal career, your own personal journey at the moment through your career. It sometimes we... I, I I was a bit taken aback today when I just checked, just thought of double check. How old's Jai? And you're only 26, yet you've played Test cricket, one day international cricket, T20 international cricket for Australia. I consider you a veteran, but then I look at you, you're only 26 years of old, so at 26 years of age. So there's so much cricket ahead of you, and and I know you've battled the, the injuries, but where do you think you're at in terms of your career trajectory at the moment? Are you where you thought you'd be? Are you ahead of schedule? Do you have a schedule? How are you seeing your personal cricket journey at the minute? It sounds like I'm on an episode of The Voice, but uh, where do you see <laughs> your career trajectory? Oh, to be honest, I think I've always held high expectations for myself, yeah. and I think um, I would like to be playing for Australia and playing Test cricket at mm. the moment, but the nature of the game is that fast bowling is not necessarily an easy thing to do and an easy thing to get through. It's so unnatural for your body um, to go through that. So it's been unfortunate to have a few injuries. I, I think I'm definitely not counting it out. It's definitely, it's one of my main goals that I want to have to, to sort of break into that Australian team and, and be a, a member that's, um, you know, in the first 11 more often than not, that, that's obviously my goal. Um, but I think as it stands from from how I felt in the first couple of games from a, a skill set point of view, I, I still feel really good even having, you know, six to eight weeks off um, and not bowling a huge amount. I feel good out in the field. So I guess it's just making it through this tournament and doing the best that I can. And then whatever happens after that is, is a bonus for me. I, I think concentrating on the here and now is the most important thing um, for my career and just enjoying enjoying the journey I guess um, it's easy to be down and out and hard on myself for not being where I want to be but I'm still grateful to, to be playing um, Big Bash cricket I mean it's so much fun so that's just the main thing is enjoying it and seeing where it takes me you touch on some really interesting themes there, and if we had longer, we'd explore them about the workload, given just how much cricket's played now, especially if you're a part of the, the framework for all three disciplines at an international level, let alone tournaments around the world, let alone state duties, and then what does that do to the bodies of our bowlers? So it's a conversation for another day, mate, but you talk about being down in the dumps, and I'll ask you this to, to leave. I've been talking throughout the day about being a little of that myself after botching a hat-trick call last night. And we were asking the question today, is there a moment in your career that still keeps you up at night? So have you got to experience that yet, where even though you've achieved all you've achieved, a Fifer in an Ashes and all the great you've done and, and big bash titles, you name it, is there still a moment or, or something you've done on a sporting field that still keeps you up at night? Oh, I guess hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. um, I think it would be easy... Um, oh, it would be so easy to say my shoulder injury, but I don't. Mm. I don't necessarily think that's the main one. Um, I've always said, you know, when I play for Australia, I want to do everything I possibly can, and if that means putting my body on the line, then that's what I'm going to do. And so many people have asked me if I would have that time again, mm. but in that split moment, that's the decision that you make. And when you play for Australia, you, yeah, you want to do everything that you can. So I think it would be easy to say that, but I, I, I just, I guess. 
you know, if I would have my time again or would be able to be, you know, an ideal world would not to have so many injuries yeah. in general, but that's the card that you're drawn and you have to put up with it, I guess. So ideally, I wouldn't like any at all, but that, we've seen traditionally fast bowlers. It, it just doesn't happen that way. Mate, love chatting to you whenever we get the chance to and love watching and calling you play, which we'll get to do tomorrow night at the Junction Oval, tomorrow afternoon at the Junction Oval against the Stars. Looking forward to seeing the Stars and the Scorchers and looking forward to uh, continuing to watch you progress uh, and do what you do at the highest of levels, mate. Thanks so much for your time again today, Joy. Thanks for having me. Cheers.